Good morning, Michael. Good afternoon. Hey, Good how evening. are you, sir? Always Michael. a pleasure. I know. Huh? We're back at it again. Always back, a pleasure. Back in the saddle. There back in the saddle. Nice Hello. to see you. How was your weekend? I'm excited. Always a pleasure. Number 14 there, Tampa Bay. Who's number 14? It's um, Godwin. Huh. Godwin. It's Godwin. That was a little early for quotation fingers in the podcast, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, what a week. Got a bunch of good stuff going on in both of our lives. Yeah. I saw your clip from, let's see here. That was just two nights ago, right? It's Friday night, yeah. Open mic night at the okay. at Silver King Brewing Company. A little stand-up comedy. Yeah, it was fun. Tony Cabral, humorist. You got some good laughs. Fun. The audio link I saw was a little tough. I can still hear enough, and you got a lot of good laughs. That was awesome. I, I don't know. That can't be easy to do. Get up there and tell jokes. and. You know, it, um, it's amazing when people are laughing, though. It's an amazing thing. It's, oh, it must be like a drug. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's really cool. But to connect to connect with an audience like that is cool. So, you know, they had, like, I think, eight, nine guys that went up. And some of them were funny, but a lot of them were really nasty, which is like, I don't know why. There's no need to be that bad. Yeah. You know, I That's kind of, uh, sometimes I say some suggestive things, but I'm not, I'm not nasty like that. I don't think you have to be that way. I don't think so either. And I think a lot of people who don't like it think it's just an excuse to try to be, you know, cutting edge and grab people's attention versus I think it takes more intelligence to do it and be clean and be funny. So there was a, a comedy show last year that was um, at, at Ruth Eckert Hall. And uh, I didn't know the guy, so I looked him up and I saw a couple of videos on uh, YouTube and he was really funny. So I bought two tickets and I took Terry to the show. He's a country guy. But he was so friggin' nasty. Terry was so uncomfortable, we almost left. It was like unbelievable. I don't know why he did that. The, the videos that I saw, he was funny and clean. It was nice. Yeah. Yes, I don't know why. I, uh, I feel like it takes a little bit more, um, I don't know, intelligence or planning or something to be clean, appropriate, and funny. Yeah, I don't know. But you got to pick your lane and stay in it, which you've done. So We could try the podcast and just be total nasty and be rude and, and see what happens. Yeah, but it's not the lane we picked. No, it's not. <laughs> we picked the lane that we fit in. It's a family we would pick the, the lane that uh, that we fit in because we're not that type of people. We're, we're nice. That's right. That's Especially right. We're nice people. We're nice people. <laughs> but we try to bring content. We share some fun stories. We hope we talk about stuff that people who keep coming back find interesting. We try to bring some some positivity to, the, to our podcast and talk about just some good stuff there. So this weekend, I, I have a story to tell that it's kind of tough to talk about because I watched the movie with Terry. And there was an old couple, and the guy got sick. And the doctor was saying that he wasn't going to last long at all. So he was concerned about his wife being alone. So he says, hey, um, if, I, if I go before you, which looks like I'm going to, what are you going to do? I don't want you to be alone. Would you try to date again and see if maybe you can find another guy that was perfect for you and you could marry? She said, I don't want to talk about that. She really didn't want to have that conversation. But, you know, he wanted to have it. So I had, this, I had a conversation with Terry. He says, hey, you know, I'm if I'm, I'm probably going to go before you because I'm older and I'm, you know, my health isn't the best in the world. 
And if I was to go first, would you try to date and um, meet another guy that you can be with? She goes, well, I don't know. I don't want to discuss that. I said, well, let's say that, uh, that it happened and you started dating a guy. You guys are getting along fine. Uh, would you let him use my car? And she goes, why would I be with a guy that doesn't have a car? I says, no, let's say he had a car, but his car was in the shop. And my car was in the driver. Would you let him drive it? She goes, you know, I don't, even, I don't know why we're talking about this, but I suppose if that happened, yeah, maybe I would. I said, okay, what if uh, for some reason you guys got together and you fell in love and then you got married? Would you, would you share my bed with him? She goes, oh my God, where are you, where are you going with this? You know, it's like, I said, well, I'm just saying that. Would you? She goes, I suppose so. I said, would you let him play my guitar? She goes, no. I said, why not? She goes, he's left-handed. There's a long way to go. That was a long way to go. Long way to go for a stupid joke, isn't it? <laughs> I even in very, in, uh, including my wife in a stupid joke for no reason at all, just to get a little laugh, I hope. <laughs> I was, I heard this, I don't know, it's been, it's been probably six or eight months ago. I was listening to some, probably a podcast, but they're talking about getting out of your own way, you know, and if things aren't going great, and it happens all the time, we all have peaks and valleys in our lives. And I said, the best thing you can do when you're in a valley is get out of your own way and give yourself to somebody else. And just, you know, forget about you, do something for somebody else. It's yeah. a cure for that. And it was so funny that it popped back into my brain because I read a quote this morning because I knew we'd be doing this tonight. I, this is a quote by Martin Luther King. And it says, everyone has the power for greatness. Not for fame, but greatness, because greatness is determined by service. Wow. That old quote from a year or so ago about just get out of your own way and go help some other people and serve. Yeah, that's so awesome. Made me think about how I serve and what I can do. Am I doing enough? What else can I be doing? And just good self-reflective stuff. So if you're watching this and you're thinking about this, a great way to feel better about yourself is to forget about all your problems and just go give, you, give yourself away to somebody else. No, there's so many people out there that have problems that compared to yours are, uh, you know, huge. Sometimes we think we have big problems, but we don't compare to other people. And you and I both heard this analogy. If we took all of our problems and put them in a hat, and we walked up to the front of the room, put all our problems, we had to take somebody else's problems back with us, we would be begging for our own problems back in a minute. <laughs> I was with one of my buddies. We had to go out for coffee, and I was driving home on US-19 in Clearwater. Somebody got in front of us and he says, man, that guy's a jerk. He's like getting upset because the guy got in front of us without signal. You know, he got upset about it. So anyway, we take the exit and I'm waiting to go underneath the over the overpass. And there was a guy in a wheelchair and he didn't have, didn't have any hands, just a wheelchair. And he's trying to push himself across the street. But the only way he could cross it is, is to go backwards, you know, and then push with his legs across the street, oh. lanes of traffic. Yes. And I said to my buddy, see, now that guy there has a serious problem compared to the what we just had about that guy, you know, cut in front of us. That was nothing. This guy has a serious problem. Now, how do you feel about your problem? He goes, that's a good point, Tony. <laughs> I have to remind him, I have great points all the time. <laughs> Don't you know that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always, no matter what you're going through, there's always somebody else that's, that needs more than we need and has a tougher time than we have. So if you go out of your way to help no them, question. yeah, you got a way to go out of your way to help them. It, it makes you feel better about you too. Yeah. Even though it's not why you do it. Size of our pro the size of our problems, I think has a lot to do with our perspective around them and how we think about 
you know, do we wallow in it and stay there? Do we try to plan to get out? Do we kind of analyze what's going on, how I got here? What are we doing with it? I think that also kind of defines the size of that. Yeah. So you and I were talking a little earlier about this uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the manager or executive director is probably a better term of the Hayden Planetarium in New York City. And I think he is either an astrophysicist or he talks a lot around this. I just heard him, you brought his name up and I just heard him on a podcast last week. And he told a story that just stuck with me and blew me away, which I will probably share here, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, that's okay. He, he made a statement that I thought was awesome. He said, one of the great challenges in this world is knowing enough about a subject to think you're right, but not know enough about it to know that you're wrong. Hmm. He's think of that guy and perspective and i love uh and the reason i really perked up as i was listening because when somebody can give me a new perspective on something i, I use that for my speaking in my presentations and i talk about the idea of perspective because i find that i love having my perspective change or seeing something from a different vantage point it's just it's refreshing it's i i find i, I love to to look at things like that so i immediately perked up as he was talking and yeah. um I'll tell you what he was talking about. This is, this is amazing to me. He was talking about the idea of, a can if you took a cannon up a little hill and you shot a cannonball out of it, it would go straight out and eventually drop to the ground. Of course, gravity, you know? He says, if you were to, hit, to shoot that cannonball out with more propulsion, it would go further out before it dropped to the ground, before gravity pulled it to the ground. Right. It's a lot of sense. Yeah. Doesn't it make sense then that there is no amount, there is an amount of propulsion which we you can shoot that cannonball out of the cannon that it would take off and literally go all the way around the world and hit you in the back of the head? <laughs> right? I'm like, wow. And he says, and all you have to do is bend over and let it go past you. And he says, Gravity is always working on it to pull it down, but gravity is pulling it down and this, at this exact same rate that the earth is curving away from it and it continues to orbit the earth. And he says that is, and I was like, I never, I just love that example. I was blown away by it. Imagine that. How about these people that are the, the flat earthers? They don't think that the, the earth is round? Well, well see, this example doesn't work if the earth is flat. So. If drop off the edge, you would never come back. I suppose that's a long drop. Isn't that funny that people actually believe that that's true, that the world is flat? Um, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this flat earther thing out there. I haven't researched, I don't know the numbers. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I've seen some videos and stuff where people actually think it's a real thing that, that, that the earth really is flat. You can't convince them otherwise. Hmm. It's right. a weird one. You know, I, I think we've got to pick our battles and, and uh, I don't know, I don't really feel like I'm in this world to try to, to change people's minds about what they believe in, or am I? <laughs> well, it's it's one, one thing for them to believe something, but there's another thing for them to convince you that they're right when you know they're wrong. Right. So I don't know, it's kind of a tough thing. You know, it reminds me of that old conversation we used to have about the difference between in the words skeptical and cynical. Oh, yeah. Skeptical. I mean, I find myself, I'm a skeptic on lots of things. Everybody is skeptical, but also skeptical leaves some space for open-mindedness around, here's what I think, here's what I believe, 
you're telling me something different. I'm skeptical, but I'm willing to listen. Tell me what you got. Yeah, or yeah. sin is more of an attitude of my way is the only way. I'm not open to hearing anything. And in a sense, it's kind of a subtle difference. And at the same time, it's a it's worlds apart. Mm. Interesting. By the way, some a few of my friends made a thank this for giving them that tip on how when they do the Zoom meetings, you can put booze inside the cup and then just blow on it like it's a hot tea. Well, people like that. You know, we call we we call this a podcast, but lots of people, thousands, call this a, just a long public service announcement. Yeah, because we're here to help. And you know what, Michael? Let's face it; they love us. Let's let's choose to believe. That. <laughs> let's believe that. Well, maybe they don't. Uh, let's move on. Oh, I've been practicing. All right, one more time. You haven't practiced. I can see that. If you're watching this podcast right now, you need to do yourself and go back and watch the one before this at the end when uh, we had some fun with this bumper music. <laughs> yeah, episode five. So this one, this thing here, you're actually better, but you still don't have it. One more time. <laughs> I lost the mu- I lost the music. <laughs> oh, now you're trying to mess me. I get you now. Now you're throwing me out of the bus. No, I wouldn't do that purposely. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Speaking of music, I've been sharing with you the whole uh, journey of my band and putting out a CD. So yeah. we spent a lot of time with quarantine in the music studio, recording songs, doing photo shoots with a photographer and graphic design layouts and we're certainly going to have a digital platform for our music, Bandcamp, and and whatever it might be, you know, Spotify, etc. But for our age, I think having for me having a CD just makes it real, you know. So we said we'll get a bunch of CDs made. We'll sell them at gigs. I'm trying not to pay attention to people who drive cars that are 2019 or don't even have CD players anymore. But this has been a long process, and we're online with this company. We upload all the artwork, and I went to upload the audio but I couldn't upload it to their website because all the new laptops don't have a CD driver. So I had a CD with our music on wave files burned onto it, which is what they requested. And the guy said, if you want to mail me the disc, we will upload it ourselves as a surcharge. We're going to charge you more money for that, but we can do it. I go, I'm willing to do that. So I mail them the disc. I get a call back. We got your audio. It's all up and ready to go. Waiting on the last of the artwork. Everything's in, everything's paid for weeks ago, weeks ago, and we've talked about it here. And then uh, I get an email saying delivery on uh, the 23rd of April, which is a Friday afternoon by 7 p.m. guaranteed. I'm on the phone in my living room, business call during the day. I got my earbud in and looking out my front window. Here comes the UPS guy with three big boxes, 100 CDs in each box. We got 300 CDs. I take a picture of them. I send them to the guys in the band. We're getting together on Saturday afternoon for rehearsal and certainly a CD open party. So I don't open the CDs. Even the guitar player texted me that night and he says, did you open them? You did, didn't you? I said, no, I didn't. I'm waiting for you. 
So the next afternoon, he shows up with his son. Barry, our bass player, shows up. His daughter's there. We're sitting outside. Beautiful day. Cold beer going. I slide the box in front of Gwen, who's there. This is Barry's daughter. I said, Gwen, open this up for us. She opens up, open the thing up. And all these CDs, they're all individually wrapped. We pull them out. The artwork is gorgeous. They're beautiful. And I have about eight or nine envelopes with bubble wrap already addressed, ready for to put a bunch of these in the mail. Some are concert promoters, one's going to you. Yeah. And um, I didn't even think of this. And Marco says, let's open it up and listen. So I bring a boom box out. Long story short, there's no music on the CD. No. 300 CDs shipped to us, individually wrapped, no music files on the actual disc. Whoa. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Needless to say, our opening party was a little disappointing. There's only one thing I can say and about that. Whoa, that's, that's how we felt. Anyway, over the course of the next week, I'm on the phone with them, a couple of different people in production, trying to figure out what happened. They figured out what happened on their end. I was just astonished that this even got out through their quality control department. And he uh, said, rest assured, we're going to make this right, get it done, get them shipped to you, no extra charge to you. And Okay, so it got delayed a little bit, but again, not what happens to you, but how you handle it. Yeah. And, uh, I was thankful. I was thankful for two reasons. Number one, the fact that we decided to open it because I could have mailed nine of them off to different people and never even known. And I was really thankful that we weren't dead in them like in a rush to have a gig the next weekend and have to sell a bunch of these and, and then be stuck. Whoa. So he did call me back a week later and he said, ironically, uh, these will play in your CD, in your in your computer. Like what they recorded was CD-ROMs oh, of our music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is he? <laughs> so, so the uh, anticipation remains. So you should mail some of those out anyway and say, hey, please give me a call. Let me know what you think. <laughs> oh, boy. So, it, uh, so if you send me one of those, I can put it on my computer. And then yes, burn a CD. Yes, you could. From the computer. Sure. So this, this question is yet to be answered. I got three cases, 300 CDs that are not what we wanted. Do you think the company's going to want these back? Because we well, don't know the answer. We haven't had that conversation yet. I can't imagine they do. No, they'd have to clean them all out and try to put something else on them. I mean, all this stuff, the materials probably cost them nothing, next to nothing. So yeah. are they going to take these back and open them and throw all the artwork away just to get to the empty jewel box and reuse that? I mean, I'm happy to ship them back if they send me a shipping label, but that's the only question yet to be determined. I'll keep you posted. Well, that's things I know you're really looking forward to that. And it's, uh... Yeah. We were sitting that afternoon, like, you got, we tried three different CD players, like, you've got to be kidding. And Barry nailed it because it's, he just kind of went, and he's a big guy, he kind of went, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> that was it. And I'm like, that's it. You got it. <laughs> what else can you do? You can start breaking, you know, putting the holes in the walls and stuff. It doesn't do anything. doesn't fix it. Silly. Silly, silly. Yeah, wow. So, show up. It'll be a joke. Huh. My goodness. Crazy story. So you said uh, you're going to put that stuff on Spotify? 
Yeah, I haven't picked them all yet. I hear it's way easier than I understand them to be. But and I heard there was a service that will do them. It will it'll post at all the services. And we do have a Facebook page so people can check out stuff, clips there and dates and stuff. Hopefully, get some dates coming up. That's the idea. So we have three of our podcasts on Spotify right now. Oh, we do. Yeah. They would search Tony and Michael No Hissy Fit Zone on Spotify and find us, right? Yeah, yeah. And then tomorrow I'll put another one up. And then just, I, I still like the idea of shortening that down to the Tony and Michael hissy fit. <laughs> Easier to remember. Ooh. And there's the iron. It's called a hissy fit, but we're not having one. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I think the key is you and I are both having some fun. Yeah, that's the idea. And hopefully people are tuning in and also having some fun. If they're coming back and they're... You know, something, if somebody watches our podcast and they don't like it, that's their problem. That's because something's wrong with them. Who would like that's us? That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like I'm conceited, but who wouldn't like us? Come on. Please. They can't you know, see the incredible intellectual property value that we bring to the podcast world, that's certainly on them and not us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so when I do that, uh, like when I hit this this um, rim shot, do you hear it well? No. I heard the snare, not the, not the symbol. No symbol? Nothing that time at all. Snare, but no symbol. That's weird. Huh. Oh well. Oh, symbol only. I heard, I heard that Joe Rogan had technical difficulties and he started to. Oh, of course. Just saying. We're right on track. He fixed everything by the uh, 1200th episode. We're only on the sixth one, so we're, we've got time. Six, six, it's six people, six. One, so you knew the thing about the alphabet from the uh, Sesame Street. How did they count to it? How did they count to it? How did they count to it? One, mm-hmm. two, three, <laughs> four. Sounds know. like you watched that this afternoon. <laughs> So I finally figured out what the joke what was wrong with my joke. Probably not the teller. No, it was the teller. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Why uh, is the alphabet in that order? You're so refreshing. Finding a finding fault with yourself and it's good. Well, here's a question. Why is the alphabet in that order? I don't because, know. Of that, because of that stupid song. I got my I got a new favorite podcast of the week. What is it? It's called Smartless. And what? it's Smartless. It's got three hosts, most of whom you know, actor Jason Bateman who I love, and Will Arnett. These guys start together in uh, Arrested Development. Of course, Jason Bateman's 
Ozark, and then Sean Hayes, who starred on Will and Grace. And apparently these three guys are best friends in real life. And they have this podcast called Smartless, and they always have a guest on. And one of the three hosts invites the guest. The other two don't know who it is. And the host introduces them as it starts, and then they have a conversation. And they're all over the board. They go from Dax Shepard to uh, Kamala Harris, Paul McCartney, uh, other actor friends, Robert. It's, it's, it's a ton of fun. And um, they're really good. I've enjoyed the heck out of that. That's my new favorite podcast of the week, Smartless. Oh, that's cool. I'll Worth check checking. Out. I will check it out. Definitely worth it. In fact, it's funny we brought this up. I usually, when I find podcasts that have guests, I scroll through all the episodes to click on a guest who I know or like versus someone I don't know. And one of the early episodes on Smartless, they had Neil deGrasse Tyson as the guest. And I didn't know who he was. And here we are quoting him here. That story I told came from that podcast. And so it's just really got some fascinating stuff going on. It's worth checking into. I wonder if Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson is going to be talking about us this week. Uh, I think two weeks. Two weeks. It's a little bit of a delay. Yeah. Just to go around the world. Yeah. And we're, 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 we're recording episode six. He's on three now. So it's, it'll be two weeks before he talks. Yeah, so our information has to go around the earth once before and kind of hit him in the head. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, my First place, Boston Red Sox, just saying. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I thought there was supposed to be a rebuilding year, but that's been fun. And next week, our Worcester Red Sox uh, have their home opener on Tuesday, May 11th. Someday I'll, you know. So can you go there in person and pick up a shirt? Why would I want to do that? (laughs) Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. I see that Edelman is retired. And uh, Brady's trying to get him to come to Tampa. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Can you imagine if he signed in Tampa? Oh. That guy, though, he took a beating, man. He was such a, a brave guy, you know, running in, in, across across the field. And these big, huge guys. Oh. Him. He never backed away from any of those hits, too, but he took a big hit. He must be cur- courageous, because those tight ends cutting across the field – Usually they let it get in their head. They're about to be pounded, and that's why they drop a ball. He never did. Yeah, yeah. As a result, you get hit, hit up pretty good. <laughs> wow. Great memories as Pats fans, that's for sure. I'm looking at my phone here real quick, so I want to see if I can find something to show you, if I can. I don't know if you can see it on camera. You know, when uh, Kim, Kim Newton came to, to the Patriots, he made such an impression on Belichick. Yeah, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> you see it? <laughs> yes. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Oh, boy. That is Red a Sox in first place, huh? Wow. Yeah. And I really wasn't following him much preseason although i heard like you know this is a rebuilding season they got nobody and their number one pitchers out on recovering for the whole year and maybe just expectations are down but they jumped off into a pretty good start actually they had a horrible start they went zero and three and lost it lost a whole series to the orioles which is not supposed to happen 
and then he went on and won like nine in a row, and now they're in first place. Well, the spring training is over here in Fort Myers, Florida, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, you ever get over there? No, not really. Uh, well, People I mean, are about that. I got friends from this, from New England, who go down for spring training every year. I mean, they're passionate. Spring training. It's a whole separate um population of people who were like spring training people and they were into it well i was in dunedin florida here driving down where the uh the blue jays is that what it is yeah blue jays oh yeah that's what they do the spring, spring training but there's a tremendous amount of traffic and it's like everybody is in the front yards you know signs five for ten dollars this and that I'm like what's going on here what's going on is um the uh, blue jays and the basketball team from canada are actually playing this the regular season games down here because they can't play it up there because of COVID. All right. That was an actual real Blue Jays game there. Mm. So when I came to Florida, this is kind of interesting. When I came to Florida, you know, almost 30 years ago, I could get free tickets to the uh, Blue Jays spring training thing because they couldn't sell enough tickets, so they get them free. But they're out in the bleachers, and then you can pay a dollar to upgrade to, to the other section. You know, which is closer to, to the action. You know what I always found out? The people that got the free seats were the ones that did the loudest booing. <laughs> you don't appreciate value, it's getting no value to it. <laughs> time, uh, when I was, you know, as a sales manager in the car business, yeah. I had a guy that was really complaining about his car, and I had done a lot of stuff for him. I mean, a lot of stuff. I'd gone way out of my way to help him fix his problems. I had fixed a lot of the problems yet. He was still complaining all the time. So I said one day, I said to him, you know, sometimes the loudest booing comes from the free seats. So what's that supposed to mean? I said, I've done a lot for you, more than normal. And you say you're not appreciating any penny of it at all. If you still want to help me some more, you need to show a little, show a little appreciation. Well, why am I doing this if you're going to keep beating me up because I'm helping you? And he looked at me, he goes, whoa, I didn't know. I said, yeah, I didn't know I was doing that. Said, yeah, I'm helping you. I've done a lot of things for you. And you keep complaining and complaining. I mean, give me some little credit here. And we will we'll keep working for you. The loudest booing comes. The loudest booing comes from the free seats. From the free seats, yeah. <laughs> wow. Probably a true statement, isn't it? There is a lot to that statement. If you think about it, it's probably somebody you you've done stuff for in the past to help, but instead of appreciating it, they keep complaining. A lot of booze come from the free seats. Boom. You know, I. I think that quote I, I talked about earlier, Martin Luther King Jr., everybody has the power for greatness, not for fame, but greatness because greatness is determined by service. I think there's a piece that needs to go along with that, which is service without self-promoting, without looking for accolades, just service. Because if you're looking for all that, which is the ego side, you're going to get pissed when you're not getting the response you should be getting because here I am serving, look at me. Yeah. You just made me think of something. You know how I told you that my CD player in my car has is stuck. I can't get the CD out. It won't eject. It's three sides yes. to the story. I, yes. It's a CD that I love a lot. But yes. that song, Peace Make a Die. Wow. Oh. Oh, and Martin Luther King in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about my well, he's not either, but they quote him in that. Oh, it's so past. That is a mat. That that's really artwork. That whole CD is art. It's not just. It's not a rock album. It's artwork. It is spectacular. And to know that I'm the one that taught all those guys how to do that is amazing. That's good, too. Um, I think, you know, that if I were, you know, the whole desert island, if you were strung on a desert island, 
10 discs, 10, you know, your desert island discs, if there was 10 of them, I think three sides might be on my list. Yeah, mine would be. Top, no, 10 only, 10. That's it. That's a small number. Oh, I think wow. three sides on there. I, I, I think it was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I, I did a thing where the top 10 albums that you would want to have. So every day I, I post another album. Really cool. Same idea. Yeah, have a desert island disc idea. Yeah, wow. Top 10. What would be something on your list of 10? Well, Led Zeppelin 2 would be one of them for sure. Zeppelin 2. Is that the first one you heard? I think it was either that, but that's the one that, that, that I really you know, like a lot in the end. Um, oh. Talking to somebody about that, I think that they, this person and myself had the same experience around... Gosh, I mean, getting who it was a cool conversation around all those albums, and I think we kind of went from Zeppelin two to Zeppelin. I was called Zeppelin four, but Zoso or whatever you want to call it, and I kind of went back and forth on those before I really got into anything else by Zeppelin. But something from Zeppelin have to be on my top ten list. What would it be? Are you, are you a blues fan? Yeah. There's a thing that I, I hesitation because there's some blues that blows me away, and some blues that I kind of get a little bit. Yeah, bored with. So there's um BBC, you know BBC in, in England, the BBC section sessions, legs up on BBC sessions live, and I have the CD is awesome. Really? Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen Zepparella? I have not. So Zepparella is four four ladies. It's the that, female Zeppelin tribute. Yeah, really, really good, amazing. I have seen um. Jason Bonham, John Bonham's son, was touring with something called Jason Bonham and the Led Zeppelin Experience. It was all Zeppelin. It was really good. Um, it was not as good for me as a band called Get the Let Out. Yeah. I've You've seen that. Yeah. I think I've seen these guys six times in four different venues. And I'm really a tough critic, even like a cover band. Someone's going to do Zeppelin. I suddenly my my critic mind gets really like I could be a tough critic on this. These guys get the let out. Uh, and it's so their website, GTLO, get the let GTLO.com, because they tour the nation. And hopefully they're coming back to it as we round the corner on this COVID thing. These guys are so good. It's scary how good it is. You know what I like about them? I'm not a big fan of the uh... Tribute bands that, that look like the, the they start to look like the original artists. Yeah. The, yeah. the Beatles, they went to, well, these guys get the, get the let out. They don't look like Zeppelin. They're not trying to look like Zeppelin. No. What they want to do is sound like Zeppelin. Yeah. You can't do it uh, with really... Zeppelin. You know, with those albums, it was like four guys in Zeppelin. But yeah. um, the way they have more tracks on the albums. You, you can't do that with four guys. So get the let out is six guys, isn't it? Or seven. Yeah. Six. They said, there's no way to duplicate the sound that you heard on the albums with just three guys, three instruments, yeah. and one singer. That's why yeah. we don't try to look like them. We just want to sound like the albums, and they do. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually speak to that during their during their performance. It's outstanding. But they're, they're literally note for note from the studio album. 
with all the nuances and all the groove and all the flavor and the vocals are insanely good. And Robert Plant is such a tough vocal to hit. Yeah. It's it is amazing. They're fun. Um, A Zeppelin album on my desert Island disc. I'm going to go physical graffiti. Oh, that was good too. Yeah. Cheating a little bit too, because I'm getting two albums for the price of one. (laughs) But I would have, I can't believe I just said it's hard to pick a fit. I think I'll go that one. Ask me tomorrow. I'll change it. But I would go physical feed. I got three sides. Of course, if you look behind my my shoulder on this side, you can see uh, the Royal Scam by uh, Steely Dan. That's yep. a great album. So much good music. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, well you know, another one I have on my, des- my Desert Island for you. Um, Queensryche Operation Minecraft. Ooh. Oh. Masterpiece. And it tells a whole story. It's a whole, you know, it's amazing. I used to like Rush 2112. That was a good album. So funny you said it was a friend of mine's house last night. I was playing him because he said, bring your CD-ROM over of your band. <laughs> and he put it in his computer and he moved it to a thumb drive. And the next thing I know, he's playing it through his speakers. I don't know how we did it, but he was listening. And he goes, oh, this song... And now people say, you know, we're an original instrumental rock band. And so people say, oh, this sounds like this. It sounds like this. I hear a lot of things. I never heard this. He goes, this reminds me of Rush 2112. And so he brings up uh, Rush 2112. We start to listen to that. And um, here you are bringing it up 24 hours later. That's hysterical. Well, that's because of the email you sent me this morning at 620 saying, hey, don't don't forget to talk about 2112. (laughs) Don't forget to. Oh, boy. God bless our listeners who would think that we would have that kind of forethought into this. Then no, this that's one of those things. Like it's obvious we don't know what we're going to talk about. We're just talking, so we don't have anything planned, really. I research a quote. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the rest of your week looking like? Anything good or anything come up this weekend? I don't know. I got, uh, we got rehearsal. We're playing on the 29th. But Adrian, our drummer, is not going to be able to play with us because he's got. Oh, when were you going to call and, and invite me down? Well, we checked the uh, flights with for JetBlue, and it's kind of tough. Kind of tough. Huh? But one of the guys that, that covers for us, one of the drummers that covers for us, we have three three guys that are capable of doing it. You're doing an acoustic set then? No, but you know what happens? This guy's like a jazz drummer, but he plays with rock bands. Oh, so he's got some great great stuff. They bring such a different flavor. Mitch Mitchell, Jimi Hendrix's drummer, was a jazz drummer, a rock god. That's amazing. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be nice. How many, you, how many rehearsals do you get with this drummer before you perform? Well, last time we played with him, I think it was just one time, but this, we're going to be rehearsing Thursday. We'll start sometime. We might do another one, but he's, um, he's, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's got it. It's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Funny. Well, that'll be fun. We have a one time. Uh, our bass player, we're, we're setting up to play at uh, Capitol Beer House in Clearwater. We used to play there a lot, but they're, they're not, no longer open. So while we were setting up, Tony, the our bass player, was like, he didn't look like I said, you're right. He goes, no, man, I'm, I don't feel good at all. I said, what well, I said, I have arrhythmia, so I think it's kicking on or something. I said, man, you don't want to fool around with that. You know, call him and go to the hospital. So he didn't want to go, but I, I talked to him and he went. And good thing that he did because he, he needed to go. So I called this guy who was a bass player. He used to be a classical guitar player, but he plays bass too. So I called him, hey, what are you doing tonight? He goes, why? Well, I says, 
you know, Tony's not going to be able to play. He's going uh, to have to go to the hospital. He goes, oh, my God. I said, what are you doing? Can you come over and fill in? He goes, you have a Dorsterbone shirt? I says, oh, yeah, but because I don't have one. I says, well, we don't wear the shirts when we play. I have one. You can have one. He goes, he comes over. And he sets up his, his brother's equipment. He set it up. We told John, uh, the other guitar player on the thing, that they were sitting, you know, side by side uh, next to each other. He said to John, instead of looking out facing the audience, make sure you turn your, your guitar this way so I can see what you're doing. If I can see what you're doing, I can play along with you guys. Now, we never rehearsed wow. it at all. And he played the whole night and never messed up anywhere. Amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even know how people do that stuff. It's like, wow. And it just goes to show, most guys will do anything for a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Wow. And then one time we were playing at this place in Newport Richie, this lady has a house. That there's a small airport, like a municipal airport. The people fly in and they actually bring their planes into the hangar on their house. They have a, right. as a hangar. So I basically couldn't couldn't go to that gig. So I called him up again. Sure enough, he shows up and he just said, "Make sure you turn this way so I can see what you're doing." We're playing songs. I mean, he knows some of these songs, but not like he plays them all. He would watch what I was doing with the, with, the, with my hands and you know the chords and stuff. They played right along with us. It's amazing. That's musicianship. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> How's our time? Where are we at? Well, uh, it's um, Monday night, May 3rd. Where we're at? I'm in Florida. You're in Massachusetts. And what is the time on the pod? Let me be more specific. How long have we been recording? <laughs> well, I don't know, but um, oh wait a minute, I didn't put the record song on the thing on. No, I, just, <laughs> I think we're about, we're about forty minutes into it. Well, if we are, I wanted to remind everybody that uh, this coming weekend is Mother's Day. Don't forget this. Treat all the mothers out there wonderfully. I got a beautiful quote. You ready for this? Yes. Mother is a verb. It's something you do, not just who you are. Oh, that's so true. Wow. So true. Think about my mom all the time. Okay, so here, now I'm going to hit the button. And we'll both get the fist pump at the same time. Ready? Oh, boy. Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. No, I don't know why. <laughs> Must be a delay on the inside you, or something. I think you enjoyed so much me looking like a complete idiot last time that now you're just dropping the music off to continue to make me look like an idiot. Well, now I'm fully prepared. Oh, no, no, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Good stuff, buddy. As usual, it's always fun doing this with you. Oh, God, it's a blast. I love it. It's, uh, I was telling a friend of mine this weekend that uh, he said, so you have a new uh, a podcast partner? I says, yeah, my friend Michael, Michael Coppola, he's an awesome dude. He goes, how oh, this happens? I says, well, he used to listen to the podcast all the time. He listens to the podcast all the time, I should say. He used to tell me about him because he's in the car, you know, traveling on the road because of Mitch Hilton. He loves to listen to podcasts. So when the other podcast guy that I was doing it with didn't work out, I left Michael a message and said, hey, Michael, would you want to be the Mike of the Tony and Mike on the mic show, and you said, 
Yeah, in fact, yesterday I wrote a goal that I want to be doing podcasts. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. That's strange. Exactly right. It was meant to be. Yes. Universally. Law of attraction. Nothing amazing. Like, you've got to be kidding me. What's going on? And I'm like, this is weird. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. Having a good time. Well, do you want to try one more, one more try or what? Probably not. <laughs> oh, good. Good. <laughs> You're only off by a millisecond. That was really good. <laughs> Come on, oh. here, Mike. Having fun. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Oh. Talk to you soon, pal. Thank you, man. Take care. Bye.